and on the web at waldo.villagesoup.com. It's a few seconds before 4 o'clock, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill and streaming online at weru.org and on the new WERU app. We've got Talk of the Towns with your host, Ron Beard, coming up next. Good afternoon and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities to share what works to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns has aired continuously on WERU since 1993, dedicated to the proposition that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be a benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. Well, if you drive in and around Ellsworth between 7 and 8 each workday morning, you'll pretty quickly see that there's, there's an outward sign of a healthy economy. People are driving to work in Ellsworth or coming through Ellsworth to jobs on Mount Desert Island or even going to Bangor. And those are today's jobs. But what are the jobs of the future? Who are the entrepreneurs who will create them? And I'm just delighted to have some folks in the studio who can b- help us understand that question and perhaps some of the answers. Welcome to Jana Richards. Jana is the Economic Development Director for the City of Ellsworth. Hi, Ron. Thank you. And she's joined by Kat Taylor. Kat, and we'll find out more about what mm-hmm. this means, but she's called the Entrepreneur in Residence and the co-founder at the uh, Ellsworth um, Innovation Center, the Union River Center for Innovation. But she's also the co-founder of Genotyping Center for America, and we'll find out more about that. But welcome to you, Kat. Oh, thank you. Thanks Great. for having us. Well, um, so let's let's each of you pr- uh, give us a little thumbnail sketch. Um, uh, uh, Jana, you're, uh, you were a planner yes. before you um, joined the economic development side of things. Tell us about your background and how you got into all of this. Sure. So uh, my background is in public policy and urban and environmental planning. Um, I was in municipal planning for about five years in, in the state of Maine. Um, planning and development go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Um, and I really enjoy um, strategizing on helping uh, get through the planning and permitting process to achieve somebody's vision and align that vision with the city's vision. Mm. Um, and I'm happy to be in the city of Ellsworth where I'm part of a greater team uh, that proactively works with developers and builders and residents, um, et cetera, to help see projects through. So um, that's my background. Great. How about you, uh, Kat? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm a Mainer. I love being in Maine. I don't want to ever leave Maine. <laughs> um, I love Acadia, and that's why I live there. My background, interestingly enough, is liberal arts. Uh, but I love Acadia. I moved to the Acadia region, and so naturally I took my liberal arts and went to the Jackson Laboratory <laughs> and learned over 16 years all about science and all about how to work with researchers and scientists around the globe, and specifically customer-facing teams. So I worked with great people um, and learned what these researchers need to accomplish their goals and delivered on those with these teams. Mm. And after 16 years of that, I ended up owning a company that does just that as well with Genetic Testing Services, which is the Genotyping Center of America, was working with that company, getting it going, and linked up with Ellsworth, and when they were thinking of doing an innovation center, 
and he got glued into that as well. So mm. it's been a wonderful ride, and we love it. Great, and I hope it's not over. We're, oh, no, it's, it's going. It's, it's, it's just it's, beginning. Well, I'll come it back. never ends. I'll come back <laughs> to you in a minute. But I would like our, our listeners to have um, a picture of Ellsworth as kind of an economic hub. Um, it's a shire town, meaning that uh, the municipal um, government is tied to county government in some ways. Um, uh, Jenna, d- give us a, a, a sketch of Ellsworth in terms of who works there, um, who lives there, uh, all those kinds of things. Sure. Um, so traditionally, uh, Ellsworth has served as the regional hub for uh, MDI and Down East Maine. Um, it's traditionally been that service center. So a lot of um, services and amenities, health care, providing retail, lodging, restaurants, that sort of thing. Um, we are continuing to grow those sectors. Um, in fact, um, we have one of the highest, if not the highest, per capita retail sales in the state of Maine, which is pretty impressive um, and just shows that we are a true service center. Um, but I would say some of the changes that have been happening is that we've become um, more interconnected, um, not only with the Down East region, but also with Bangor and the Bangor metro area um, do primarily to uh, travel times uh, that's been cut down. Um, So we have that interaction as well. So people are commuting now between Ellsworth and Bangor, as well as Ellsworth and MDI, and also the Blue Hill and and Down East area. So um, we're very strategically located, and we realize that. We're also looking at um, diversifying the economy a little bit outside of uh, the traditional sectors that we've had. Um, You can see it down on Main Street that there's been a shift toward uh, craft and specialty stores that provide that sort of experience um, more than just going to your your hardware store to pick stuff up. You will stay on Main Street and sort of shop around and do your you do your business, but you'll also do some shopping too, um, and maybe have some lunch, and you know there's that experience there, um, and not to mention the tremendous recreational and cultural and educational opportunities that um, ha- have presented themselves, and really promote that quality of life experience. And through that quality of life, we are able to actually increase population in Hancock County, which, as we know, north of um, Augusta, it's pretty difficult to attract new people to your community, um, and we have seen that we are successfully doing that. So that's that's really great for us. Um, and of course, uh, related to the Union River Center for Innovation, which um, you know we'll talk more about as we go on, but um, we're trying to diversify the economy in a life science industry, uh, given that we have lots of assets surrounding us in that sector. Um, There's approximately 10,000 people working in the STEM um, industry within an hour drive of Ellsworth. And STEM refers to? Oh, sorry, um, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, and we have access to the coast with the aquaculture, blossom aquaculture industry that's going on right now. Um, So we really feel that we have a lot of the building blocks that are essential to grow um, the life science industry in and around Ellsworth. And and that is not necessarily replacing, but it's adding to absolutely the, the traditional. And what do you have a sense of of what the traditional economic makeup is in terms of of how Ellsworth is configured, like the last ten years, the last twenty years? Yeah. So there's a, the healthcare industry. Um, you've got a lot of retail, lodging, uh, restaurant. Um, 
those are the prime, those are the top, um, I would say, uh, that traditionally okay. that we've had is in terms of sectors. Right, good. Well, let's talk about why Ellsworth decided to um, jump into the innovation um, field and, and create a Union River Center for Innovation. Uh, tell us that story. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, part of Ellsworth's economic strategy, if you will, um, is to provide the essential services, infrastructure, and community amenities that are necessary to grow. Um, and so providing a space where young companies who are looking to grow or um, people who are lone wolves, we call them, who are um, working remotely, they're part of a larger company or organization, but they've decided to come to Maine because they like the quality of life that's here. Um, or you know, retirees or second homeowners who need uh, a high-speed connection to internet um, because where they live doesn't currently have that. Um, we wanted to be able to provide that as a community amenity um, and looking that community amenity would help to support the economy and the quality of life within this region, not just in Ellsworth, but in the region as a whole. Mm. So um, I suppose some communities would look at a more traditional approach and they might give a tax break to somebody. Um, you're saying let's actually provide a service um, that gets somebody to the next level. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, another piece of our strategy is to partner with um, other organizations who want to support economic development in the region. Um, and um, in fact, the Union River Center for Innovation is a um, prime example of partnership, and I think we'll get into okay. that later on, um, but it definitely fits within um, what we're looking to do in terms of economic development. So you took over a building, an existing building, right. down on the waterfront, which is prime, wonderful property. It's, it's an attractive place. Um, what's in the building itself? You want, you want Kat to get involved in that? Yeah, sure. Kat, yeah. you're the entrepreneur in residence. Yeah. That's a fascinating <laughs> title. That what something? does that mean? So, yeah, so entrepreneur in residence in the case at the Innovation Center um, is a mentor. So it's uh, Klingon speaking to the Klingons, and maybe I've had a few more missions than the others. So uh -huh. it's on-site um, mentorship that helps the other new startups um, navigate those ins and outs that come and, and so it, you you have an office there your your built your um, company is based there our company is based there our business offices and i also um interact with all the other right. startups that right. are within the walls and we in addition to that or, so the build of this innovation center is to really help these startup companies especially that are going to have highly scalable potential um get through that the beginning stages where it's harder for them to get going. Um, they're technically, uh, scientifically, or artists that really know what they do very well, and they have that particular technology down, but perhaps they don't understand how to run the other parts of all of the business. Mm -hmm. So what we do there is we have uh, an incubator program that helps them learn all those different things. So we have business coaches. We focus on accounting. We focus on marketing. We focus on leadership. Um, we help them network with all the other partners that can help them uh, learn what they need to know or fill the gaps of the, their team or to get their brand to the next step. Uh, so that is one of the one of the main focuses there. But in addition, as Janet was mentioning, we have lone wolves that are in there, and we have co-working space. So we have this this meld of all these different types of people, but they're like-minded that can really bring new perspectives 
and have meetings right together. We get together once a week, rid the roadblocks, we call it. Rid what, the roadblocks. Rid the roadblocks. Okay, yeah. So what what challenges are we facing? And maybe, hey, I'm having a challenge in my genetic testing company and somebody else is having a challenge 3D printing something and all these fresh eyes and aspects and people that can come together and, mm. and mentor each other. Mm. So mm. we have professional service mentoring and we also have that kinship peer, and that peer, yeah, peer. Peer, peer mentoring yep. and that really we all understand what we're going through mm. because mm. we're walking the same walk. Mm-hmm. How many how many rooms are there? How many what kind of spaces are there in the innovation center? So we have the building is unique. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we we moved into there. I didn't uh, we didn't do a lot of uh, fixing I would say or reconstructing of the space. So we worked with what we have. It's a, it was a startup of a of in itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's start at the ground level see what happens, do a feasibility test, see how it goes, and it's passed so, so far, and we're pretty excited about that. But it depends on what the needs are for the startups that are coming in. Some only need one room. Um, some need three or four rooms. Uh, so the room is, it, it's up for negotiation, right? Sure, it doesn't really sure. matter. But the different types of companies that are in there are typically high-tech um, or science-based. We have, they need... They absolutely need the broadband capabilities. They need connectivity to the networks and the, and the business coaches. So it's a diverse group. And we have a lot of single offices where those lone wolves are there as well. We have 3D printing in mm-hmm. there with somebody. Um, and we also have these companies that are in what we call our incubator program again. They are currently out of state. Very mm-hmm. interesting. When we set this up, we had this program that's okay we're going to take your start from a little you know start out to graduate and go into the city and continue to prosper and and grow and we had interest from groups that were looking to relocate to Maine oh so they actually go through our incubator program as well they're called affiliate companies and they're companies that are currently outside of Outside the found the co-founders are outside of the state, but they want to set up manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So we also work with them as well. So that's why rooms don't really that equate to right, yeah. That is the right question. It doesn't really equate right. to how many people we have and how many companies. But we have I think four or five companies right now uh, because we have a new one just coming in into the incubator program, mm-hmm. and we have three other affiliates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We the call affiliates. them affiliates. The ones yeah. that. Um, yeah are out of state but still associated and then about five different um, private offices and we have a co-working space where as jenna mentioned we receive a lot of people seasonally they're up in the summer but they still need to get work done so they come in we're trying to get more people in there year round Uh, but you can come in you share the space you get on the wi-fi and you can connect and get your work done and hang out with a bunch of entrepreneurs Mm. and jenna you said that this is um a a national movement, but you're you particularly connected with other um, uh, centers within the state of Maine. That's right. Um, so just recently, um, the State Department of Economic and Community Development um, put out a fund that you were able to apply for specifically for co-working spaces. Um, and so uh, we, we were able to receive funding through that. And also through that, we are now part of a cohort with, I want to say it's about 16-ish mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. other 
uh, co-working spaces in the state of Maine, ranging from, I think, as south as Biddeford um, and then as north as um, Arkatodden, so Millinocket area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty exciting, the, the energy when you're in the room with people who are affiliated with these types of spaces is is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've decided to focus on the life sciences. How did that decision come? Is bec- Were you yeah. part of that because you were already in the we business? Were, yeah, GTCA, um, which is, the, of course, everything in science is an acronym for Genotype Center of America. We were the anchor tenant, but I think, is it by design or is it from, I think that was one of the things we talked about. It, it actually is the needs of the region, right? So whenever you start anything or any business, you look to what's, what is, what are the market's needs? And mm. that's what we were seeing. We were seeing a lot of companies that were trying to start up and they, t- they were either science or tech based. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we set up the coaching and, and the air, the innovation center to help nurture and help graduate. Mm-hmm. And so just because it's part of the background, what is it that you actually do in the Genotype oh, Center sure. for America? <laughs> so we do genetic testing services for the scientific community, and they basically send us samples, and we create these tests and run the test that give them data about that gene, and then they can move on with their research studies. So you mm-hmm. think of you know, um, research hospitals like St. Jude, you think of big universities that are looking at research, pharmaceutical companies, they all need this type of testing. And we have the expertise and the ability to do it a lot quicker than they can. Mm -hmm. And so we've really become an extension of their lab, their laboratory or their research and their outsource partners. So it's it's PCR manufacturing once we get going. And so what do you need in, in your business for equipment? Is this basically a computer? No, we need, you know, you need PCR machines. You need a lot of lab equipment. Okay, slow down. (laughs) What is a PCR machine? It's a machine that helps us um, work with the DNA and get the results from the amplification and and get those results to give to these um, customers. We have to create the the assays. I won't go too far into it, but how the tests work first, and then we have to run them through these machines. So there's a lot of lab equipment that is typically um, required Mm -hmm. in, in our processes, but we also need you know, the computers and the business side as well. But you do, it is, these types of cus- these types of companies are capital intensive to start. And mm. that's one of the reasons why they um, are, they f- are best candidates. suited for right. Right, right. A- an innovation center. Right. Uh, Jana, you would mentioned that this is a partnership organization. So in addition to the, the groups that are actually using the center, you've got partners who are involved in economic development. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so talk about the partnership sure. notion. Sure. So uh, we have so many partners. Mm. Um, so financially, that's a that's a big partnership or yeah. a big piece of this. Um, so we've received grant funding through the Maine Technology Institute um, and the Maine Community Foundation, as well as, like I mentioned before, through the uh, state DECD program. Um, we brought in uh, donations and sponsorships from local businesses, um, local sponsors, um, the city of Ellsworth has uh, provided some funding as well as some in-kind um, uh, from mostly staffing. Um, and, um, you know, the ultimate goal there, why we are able to partner with, you know, statewide to local organizations is, you know, we want to keep the talent local and if we can't keep it local then um, at least we want to keep people in the state of Maine that's part of the uh, uh-huh. you know statewide economic development mm-hmm. policy that's mm-hmm. going on right now to keep the people in Maine mm. um, 
So, and also I, I have to bring up the Ellsworth Business Development Corporation. Um, they really took the lead on this. Uh, they sought out the building, the location for the incubator. They helped get the broadband connectivity um, that we have currently in Ellsworth. Um, and they helped set up all the programming um, to get us to the operational phase that mm -hmm. we're in right now. So they were really a central piece of that. Um, and then also from the very beginning, we partnered with the University of Maine, um, their Center for Innovation. Uh, they just provided so much guidance and support. And um, part of our business coaching is actually wow. through uh, the University of Maine, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, and we're beginning to have newfound partnerships um, with uh, we, we were able through some grant funding to get some uh, professional marketing um, and some other business coaches, mm -hmm. like Kat was saying, that um, are really touch on the fundamentals of operating a business from accounting to marketing to leadership, HR, legal, mm -hmm. those types of things. So I'm just imagining what a, <laughs> a miracle it must feel to an entrepreneur oh. that comes in instead of having to, you've just listed about 20 mm -hmm. different organizations or, or groups, <laughs> instead of having to figure that out. They're able to do that right there, probably, Kat, with your help. Oh, my goodness. And and for even as the entrepreneur that came in, it's it's a lifesaver in these early stages. And you can always learn, no, I, no matter what size your company is, you can always learn, you can always better. But in those early stages where you could spend days looking for help and to have that sure. handed, say, here's right your help. There. Right there, <laughs> it, It's a game changer. Well, we're, you're tuned to Talk of the Towns um, this afternoon. Um, we're talking about the Union River Center for Innovation and really what, what it, does the next generation of entrepreneurs look like? What will they be doing? Our guests in the studio are Jana Richards, the Economic Development Director of the City of Ellsworth, and Kat Taylor, who has two hats that she wears. She's the entrepreneur in residence at the Union River Center. She's also the co-founder of Genotyping Center for America. We're joined by phone um, now by Aaron Cox, and Aaron is with a um, company named um, Kat Adine. Kat Adine. I want to say Katadin, but I know that's not right. <laughs> it's Kat Adine. Um, welcome to Talk of the Towns, Aaron. Well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about um, your um, company, and I understand that um, that you're kind of um, uh, you were first with something called SteriPen. Is that right? Yeah. So tell us yep. that story. Tell us the story. Sure. Um, Steripen, as many of your listeners probably know, was um, developed right here in Maine, in Blue Hill, Maine, and by Miles Maiden. And he started a company, Hydro Photon, that mm. he wanted to use to manufacture and sell a UV water purifier called the Steripen. Um, and how, how many years ago was that, roughly? That about was... About 20 years ago. Right, right. And and as I recall, Miles was a graduate of College of Atlantic, and I must have bought one of the first um, SteriPens because I use it every year on the Allagash. <laughs> oh, excellent. Glad to hear it. <laughs> and I, I, I convert other people who are still using, you know, pump filters. <laughs> so then what happened? What, what happened with um, that company? Um, he got lots of local investment, and we grew to be a you know, a pretty good-sized small company mm. right here in Blue Hill. And we became like adolescents, so to speak. <laughs> we grew from infant. And as we changed into our adolescence, we moved into the Union River Center for Innovation. Okay. 
and what 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 were you seeking you know in that adolescence days what were you looking to uh, have help with actually we were looking to sell the company ah okay so the local investors would get their money and you know we would still keep employment right here in Maine if possible okay so you were actually look you had a, a, a much um, kind of a longer plan um, and yeah. and the, to locate at the um, Union River Center meant that you had exposure to potential buyers yes yes cat brought in lots of exposure for us lots of resources for uh-huh. exposure there and is there a successful conclusion or at least a, a, the next step in that process that you can there, talk about yeah there there was a successful clues, conclusion so we were at the Union River Center for Innovation for about two, maybe two and a half years, making contacts, working all of our contacts, and ended up with a successful transition to a new company called Catadyne. Uh-huh. And Catadyne was another company that made water-type devices. They make the pump filters. Okay. And so they were interested, and they made an offer that really our shareholders couldn't refuse. Great. And so what's your position now, and, and, and what, what's your work now? What does your so, p- work look like? I manage the Steripen brand, so okay. I'm the product manager, which goes um, everything from engineering, R&D, production, quality control, and I'm learning through my great mentors in Minnesota, the, the Catadyne owners, uh-huh. the marketing and sales side of things. So they're helping me to develop marketing strategies, sales strategies, and targets. That's great. And and right now, I mean, or maybe let's take a before and after. Um, before you uh, got connected with Catadyne, where where were you selling your Sturry Pens? Um, mostly in the United States. Uh-huh. Lots of outdoor stores like right. REI, Cabela's, um, Dick Sporting Good, LL Beans, uh-huh. places like that. Yeah. And and what's the, what, what's it look like looking forward with with Catadyne's help? Catadyne has actually opened up hundreds of new smaller stores for us, more like the mom-and-pop shops Hmm. that we can sell to in the U.S., and they've also opened up Eurasia for us. Wow. In Europe, our sales are huge. They're more than 100% what they used to be. (laughs) Wow. And and, but the company, your portion of the company still kind of has a base right here in Maine. Right here in Ellsworth, Maine, right on Water Street. That's great. Appropriately named for our water. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's great. So if you were to advise um, another startup um, about what it takes to, to get to your level, uh, do you have some, some lessons that you've learned over the years? Well, I would absolutely recommend them to come right to a place like uh-huh. Erky, the Union yeah. River Center for Innovation, because yeah. we have lots of startups here. Um, there's Eager Games, which is... Um, well, we all kind of interact. I would say if I had advice, move into a place like Erky uh-huh. because I've got interactions with Eager Games, Prototype This 3D, Treadwell, and Monoclonus. There's four companies that we're all kind of helping each other do our things. Great, great. And we're going to talk with uh, Chuck Carter from Eager Games in a few minutes. But, oh, um, great. He's so, going to be doing our tech support video. <laughs> there you go. So this, this interconnection, you're all learning different kinds of things, but you're also helping each other. We're teaching each other. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Right. 
Well, great. Um, Aaron, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time here on a on Wednesday afternoon to talk with us here on Talk of the Towns. And good luck with, with all of the venture. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Aaron Cox with Catadyne, and he's the, um, the basically he's in charge of making sure that Steripen continues to operate and gets sold worldwide. What a wonderful story. Well, um, next we're going to talk with uh, Chuck Carter. Um, Kat, would you kind of give our listeners some background on, on how Chuck came, and then we'll ask him some questions when we get him online? Oh, sure. So Chuck Carter, um, I know him from, if anybody's familiar with the Mist games, which will date me back to the 90s. I'm older. Um, they came out, and they were absolutely phenomenal in, in graphics and puzzle solving and he was part of that particular um, gaming industry that or, or this group that created that which I think was Cyan um, and so he's a veteran to the space of the gaming industry and creating beautiful scapes in, in games and he set out and created his own company Eager Games and he has just launched within the time that he's been at the Innovation Center a game called Zed and he'll tell you a sure. little bit about that but He's, you know, and how did he find his, you? How did he find you? You know, I think through the University of Maine. It was um, because we know all of our partners. We're all trying to help each other. He was looking to be um, in the Ellsworth area, and they pointed him in our direction. Great. So, and Great. we were very, very happy. Of course, I was geeking out <laughs> <laughs> to have him in. To have him in. So, do you, had you played Mist as oh, a, yes, a younger yes. person? Yes, let's say? and I've already bought and played Zed, and okay. it's wonderful. You should try it out, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the kind we we'll get him in the, on the phone in a yeah. minute. But this is the kind of thing that Ellsworth really said. This is what we want. We want people to want to locate here, give them the support that they need, and and it's working. Absolutely. And the idea is that these guys are all going to make it big, and they're all going to stay in Ellsworth, and I'm going to help them find a space in Ellsworth, and then we're going to employ some of our youth and, and keep them in Ellsworth. And, you know, they don't have to leave to find cool opportunities. They can stay in Ellsworth and we can employ them and um, and have this year-round community um, and have our youth part of part of the economy. So we're guessing that Chuck is not um, as old as I am with my white hair. We don't know, I huh? don't know. Okay, well, Chuck. You'll have to, Chuck, you'll have to age check Chuck <laughs> Carter, uh, you're on the phone. Um, Chuck Carter of Eager, phone. Eager Games. Welcome to Talk of the Towns this morning. It's afternoon. Um, tell us a little bit about Eager Games and how um, uh, uh, Kat has given us a little bit of, of, of hint about your connection to Mist. But tell us your story. Uh, well, um, I've been basically making a living as a, as a digital artist since computers came out and an artist long before that. Uh, during the 80s, I worked in newspapers and um, was an art director, and I did editorial art for editorial pages and, and feature pages and things like that. But then in the early 90s, I got involved in computers, and and um, back in 92, I took a job with a company called Cyan, and we made a game called Mist um, that did pretty well, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was I was lucky to be part of that team. There, there were two artists on board, me and uh, Robin Miller, who was one of the brothers of the two brothers who started the company. So it was basically four people. Um, and then after Cyan, I, I worked in a variety of different game companies through the years, uh, Western Studios, uh, Vicarious Visions over in Albany. I worked for Bethesda Software, uh, done Fallout, and uh, Morrowind, and you know Skyrim, and a bunch of other games like that. I worked for EA, Activision. Uh, so I've been doing all these, these uh, other jobs doing... Uh, video games for other people through the years. 
And uh, as a side note, I've also been doing a lot of work for NASA uh, as an illustrator and animator and uh, for National Geographic through the years as well. So my, my skill sets kind of, you know, kind of wind up a little bit. But my real love was still doing video games. And, and so, then back about... Uh, hmm? No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, then, then a few years ago, I, I started thinking that, uh, you know, I've got a lot of stories that I want to personally tell myself, and, and I thought that probably the best way to do that would be to start a small company. So I started off in, in Bangor and moved to Ornell, and then uh, about uh, going on two years this year, uh, I moved to Ellsworth and, and been very, very happy with the company here. And we released our first game last year, and, and we're busy working on um, you know all the development things that we need to get started on our next game, and um, you know with the, the idea of growing the company, um, you know currently we split uh, all the engineering resources are, are split up in New Hampshire or down in New Hampshire uh, while we handle all the art and creative stuff here in Ellsworth. And uh, you know we're still really small, but you know we have a project that if it if it takes off even moderately well, we're going to be expanding fairly quickly. And and uh, I love Ellsworth, and I love the I love the whole Ellsworth Bangor region. And, and, and had you known about this region before? Had you um, connections? What, what brought you here? Well, um, I, back in 19, no, 19, gosh, I'm losing track of time. It's funny what happens when you get over <laughs> six. You know. um, the, uh, I, I moved to uh, Rockland back in uh, 2011, and uh, basically from uh, working in, in, in New York, and, um, and then essentially moved up to Bangor where I started the company at after meeting and meeting someone and, and uh, deciding that, you know, Bangor was closer to where she lived at. And uh, I started uh, Eager uh, back then. And um, basically uh, I knew about Ellsworth only be having come through here numerous times to go hiking and, and uh, exploring beaches over on Bar Harbor and, uh, you know, Acadia National Park and, you know, Mount Desert Island, that whole region around here is, is gorgeous. And, you know, it's like a lot of people who come from away, you know, into Maine, it doesn't take us very long to explore virtually everywhere. We want to go out and see the whole state. And so, you know, a lot of places I really wanted to spend time with took me through Ellsworth. And every time I came through here, I started thinking, you know, this would be a lot of nice, it'd be, it'd be a really nice place to work if I could figure out a way to do it. And uh, a couple of years ago, maybe, maybe three or four years ago, I think Mickey, um, uh, who was running the place here for the longest time, um, had approached me through a couple of other people about possibly moving to Ellsworth from Orno. And um, at the time, I was I was pretty set in Orno, but uh, the opportunity kind of presented itself where I could move again. And you know, then I I thought, gosh, you know, I'd love to go, love to go to Ellsworth. And so I I changed the, the location of the company from Orno uh, at the Upstart Center there, uh, and moved here. And I uh, haven't really thought about, you know, any other place other than that. Great. Um, so I asked Aaron Cox from um, uh, Catadyne um, what, he, what advice he would give a, a startup, um, somebody who was considering this, and, and especially the notion of locating at something like the Union River Center for Innovation and the one that you mentioned in Orno. What advice would you give a, a startup in terms of, of where to get, get, get started, where to get the expertise to, to build a company? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously if you're going to be doing a startup, you're going to be passionate about something. And so, you know, that first that first thing that you have to realize whenever you're going to start any company is that 
it's going to eat up a lot of your time. It's going to be something you're going to have to devote yourself to. And, you know, you might be really, 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 really good at what you do. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do on the art and creative side. But on the business side, not so much. That's my big weakness. And um, so I would recommend that anybody who's starting a company, you know, get involved with the big gig, get involved with, you know, so you can present your idea, meet people and network. And, and uh, you know, there's a variety of other, you know, um, resources that people can use to, um, you know, find people to, to think along the same lines as you do as far as the business side goes. You can connect you up with people, you know, uh, connect up with, with the local, you know, incubator for like us, for instance, contact the Chamber of Commerce from a lot of different cities, you know, wherever you want to work. And uh, they can usually turn you on to people or different organizations where you can find find the right help. Uh, up, you know, with um, uh, Union River here, we the incubator, they supply us with uh, and help us out with, you know, people in marketing and financing and, and, uh, and you know, as far as accounting goes and, just a variety of other things. A thing like an incubator has all sorts of resources that we can utilize here to help us out. And in turn, by exposing us to these these people that come into the into the building itself, into the incubator, and we, we arrange times to talk with them and, uh, you know, to learn something, uh, you end up meeting people, and then they may know somebody who can help you in a certain area, and gradually you just build your network up um, as you start, you know, fleshing out whatever idea you have. And Honestly, the biggest piece of advice I could give would be to find somebody who's got a very strong sense of business mm-hmm. and who understands, you know, the business side of it if you don't necessarily understand it perfectly yourself, mm-hmm. even just to lean on it if you need the help. But uh, that would be my first and biggest piece of advice. Great. Um, you know, the rest of it, of course, if you understand what you do uh, for a living, like for me, it's video games and art, and, and I understand all the ins and outs and and all the details of what goes into building something like that. And I know the kind of people I need for those types of, you know, um, jobs and that sort of thing. And and so I've got those networks already in hand. But, you know, any business that you're doing, be it making candy or ice cream or working on, on you know, purification products like uh, Aaron does. And, you know, he's got a list of people and networks that he can rely on when he needs help for things. And, and these things come through time. And just exposing yourself to as many um, people who have that sort of uh, familiarity with what it is that you do that helps lead you to find, you know, better ways to do things. Well, Chuck, thanks for taking a little time um, to talk with us here on Talk of the Towns. We really appreciate it. Ah, not a problem at all. Call me anytime. Okay. Chuck Carter of Eager Games, and his new newest game is Zed, and it looks like he's working on another one. So we'll find out more about that um, in the future. Um, you're tuned to Talk of the Towns. We're talking about the Union River Center for Innovation, and uh, you can participate in this conversation as well. Give us a call at 469-0500, and you could um, ask your own questions of our guest, Jana Richards, who's the Economic Development Director of the City of Ellsworth, and Kat Taylor, who's the Entrepreneur in Residence at the Union River Center for Innovation. Give us a call, 469-0500, as we continue our conversation here on Talk of the Towns. So um, I understand you do something called dream workshops. Yeah. What's a dream workshop, Jenna? 
the Dream Series. Um, so uh, as we talked about, we have wonderful business coaches who help us out down at the center. Um, and as part of that, they also, um, what we say is give back to the community and other small businesses other than those that are located within the, the center. Um, can These are open to the public. They're free seminars. Um, they all pertain to um, small business um, and growing your business in some some way shape or form um we have right now we have topics that cover um, marketing accounting and financing um, which can also get into taxes and tech you know that side of things um leadership and management which sounds very vague but um it's also very you know hr oriented um you know how do you treat your employees and and how do you show leadership so that uh your company can grow um and also we have some some legal workshops as well um and again so these are free open to the public um in the past um we've had some seminars on um uh, Kickstarter, uh, mm-hmm. so fundraising, Kickstarter fundraising. Yeah, we had people that had participated in Kickstarter. Chuck is one of those mm-hmm. that presented and had a successful campaign, and we had other companies around. Yeah, so there's there's been a, a, a varying topics in the past, but um, this year and in, in this series, they're mainly focused on uh, the, the topics that I talked about mm. before. Um, and what kinds of this? I suppose opens it up. It's not just folks in the life science kind of that's area. right. So what kinds of folks have come to some of these? Oh workshops? my goodness! So we've had um, people come from. I think the furthest we've had was from Machias, um, a gentleman who wanted to open up a greenhouse mm-hmm. business. Um, we had a uh, stay-at-home mother um, who. Have you heard of slime? the slime for kids. Um, no, but that, tell us. Okay, <laughs> so um, this is a product that's out in, you know, Walmart, um, or, you know, you can get it at a big box store somewhere. Um, she wanted to create slime in-house using products that are non-toxic. Uh-huh. Um, and so being a stay-at-home mom, she incorporated her children into this, but she was having some trouble with um, marketing and understanding how to grow that business. I thought you were going to say that the children were pr- protesting the labor standards. Um, I think she was experiencing some of that, to be honest with you. She, she was trying to figure out what direction she was going to sure, go in. Sure. Um, so these are some pretty unique ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some people that, you know, Surrey, um, we have a gentleman who has a, a, a barn there. He's mm-hmm. looking to repurpose that um, and, and make some sort of revenue uh, and has some programming that he's got going on, um, but looking to see if that's the right programming. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah. basically people with an idea... And they want to check it out. They want right. to find out besides their their spouse or their <laughs> children. Give me some feedback. Absolutely. So it's somebody who either has a, an idea or they've been in business. They have a company um, and they're just looking for um, like like Chuck and Aaron and Kat have all been saying their specialty is computers or right. graphics and their specialty is not in accounting or bookkeeping uh-huh. or marketing and, uh-huh. and they need that extra help and um, we're able to help provide that. And not only do you get the education through the series, but then you link up with these people who are experts in their field and you can connect with them further. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so when when's the next one and, and, and how do people find out about mm-hmm. the, the dream Series. Yeah, so the next one is um, February 27th, which is a Thursday night at 5 p.m. Um, that one is going to be through uh, marketing. It's um, The topic is creating video content for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and I suppose this could be a nonprofit business as well as a profit making business. Absolutely, we have nonprofits come right. all yeah, the time. Absolutely, right? Yep. Um, and if you like us on Facebook, <laughs> Union River Center for Innovation, um, you can find out about all the events that we have, including the Dream Series. Uh, if you click on the Dream Series, you go to an, a, an Eventbrite page. Um, like I said, it's free, but we just ask for you to RSVP so we know about how many people mm-hmm. will be attending the the seminar and. We usually have cookies and coffee, so. <laughs> That's an incentive. Yeah. That's right. Four six nine zero five zero zero. Perhaps you've got your own experience as an entrepreneur, and you'd like to share that. Um, and with our guests here, you could also ask questions of Jana Richards or Cat Taylor. Give us a call four six nine zero five hundred. And this this notion that um, our economy um, is shifting and changing. Um, we talked a little bit about the the traditional economy of Ellsworth. Um, this represents a new frontier, if you will. And say more about what your your thoughts about that frontier look like. You, in the life sciences area, we probably, the Jackson Lab has been mm-hmm. on Mount Desert Island since the 1920s, yeah, the MDI Biological yeah. Lab, um, you know, in that same era. They were pretty, um, they were doing their own thing, but they weren't spawning businesses outside of that and you're an example of somebody who said i I learned what i needed to learn and now i've created my own business yeah and i think you know they're they're very established companies and it's new to have these startup companies that are saying oh i i want to start up and i don't want to leave me to do it Uh and that's the biggest thing right Right. historically you would have your technology or your your idea and and want to set up shop and, oh, you have to go to at least Boston because that's where all the investors are. Sure. So now there's a lot more infrastructure in the state of Maine through the the partners that Jan mentioned that are, and, and the innovation centers popping up throughout that are really saying, okay, how do we help these companies, these startup companies that are really, um, they, they take a longer growth curve to get to sustainability, stay in this, stay in this area and mm-hmm. grow and flourish. And so it's really, to me, it's quite exciting hmm. because um, y- you can imagine we have genetic testing company, we have monoclonal, so she's going to be creating antibodies. We could have the next, you know, eager games. We could have all these gamer games coming out. Um, of course, we already have SteriPen or mm-hmm. Catadyne, which is an incredible product. Um, these companies, to be able to grow and sustain in Ellsworth is it's just a wonderful opportunity for the state of Maine, for Ellsworth, the state of Maine, and the companies mm. because the climate has changed. Now, when you, when, about 10 years ago, when you went on to, say, Indeed.com, and you said, I typed in remote work, you might find four positions. You go there now, it's probably 30 pages. So people are able who, to decide my lifestyle choices, I want to live in Maine, and my talent can be with a global company and I can work remotely. So mm. things are changing in that direction mm. and it's it's wonderful for the companies and the state mm. and it seems like um for an area um and 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 chuck carter said it so well um he was attracted to the area for its its natural beauty it's um the, the hiking opportunities for instance or or um so on and so why not have have uh, jobs that say oh i'm gonna live here i'm gonna recreate here but my product, um, is, you know, we're going to do it here. I don't have to move to get, to get that product made or, or distributed. That's right. Um, 
I'm kind of a case in point. I'm a transplant from the the Boston area, and um, you know, it was about eight years ago when I said, "What is one of my biggest roadblocks to moving to a place like Ellsworth, Maine, which is where I wanted to be?" And one of them was, "Can I find a job that's going to support me and my family? And can I find a place to live?" Right. Um, and so, you know. That's why the city of Ellsworth has this is to support that growth and to be able to capture the population that wants to move up here mm-hmm. and get that job that's going to sustain their family. And maybe one of the, the people works at, at JAX or MDI Biolab or one of these other bigger institutions, but maybe the other has some sort of, um, you know, maybe they're working for a global company and can uh, remotely tap in or maybe they have Maybe they're going to create slime. So, well, and, and last month we talked with a bunch of knitters, and one of them works for the Jackson Lab by day, and she has this whole network of of, of helping people learn the craft, and and she has her own products, and it is a worldwide worldwide kind of market um, for her for her work. So, it seems like that's a real change in in how people look at economic development, Jana. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have to be able to diversify um, to be able to capture it. We're in Maine, we're in rural Maine, and we have to be able to be flat, flexible and dynamic to capture um, the population, the market, um, you know, the investment, that type of stuff. Mm. I'll, I think we have time for one phone call. If anybody has a, a question or a comment, give us a call at 469-0500. We've, talked, um, we've kind of talked around some of the, the barriers that mm-hmm. um, startup companies um, have. Are there others that we haven't touched on? Are there other barriers that you have to kind of break through? Um, uh, Kat, anything yeah, that comes so, to mind? Yeah, so of course, as we mentioned earlier, you're typically uh, – a startup that could become highly scalable is quite cash poor in the beginning stages, um, and you are your knowledge base is typically specific to your technology, whatever that may be. So, you you need to round out your team, and 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 your knowledge base, and and figure out how you can. It's not a product level situation anymore. It's how do I grow a brand, mm. and everybody in the world thinks of a brand and they have an emotional response to that brand. If you think of a brand right now, you're going to think you're, you'll have some kind of emotional response to it. So the goal is to have, how do I grow a brand that can mm. go out to the market mm. that can, you know, service the customers and, and give them everything. Create they need. that attachment. Create that attachment. Right. Um, the company culture that makes the, your employees fearless and wanted to bring it to the next level. How do you achieve that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's that's a long walk. Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to do it alone. Right. So um, that's that's kind of some of the challenges they they face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so by coming together, and you're not in that kind of situation in the innovation center, um, you're not competitors. No. But you're learning from one another, Absolutely. and um, that's got to be a change in how things got done. I mean, I can right. think, I can you know, imagine. In the 1900s, when we had kind of an industrial revolution, um, there may have been, you know, closet inventors, but they didn't have this kind of thing where no. they could get together with other no. closet inventors, right? Right. No. And, and you know, we're able to in, engage the market in so many different ways now, so many different communication tools mm. that, that 100 years ago, it's not even close to what we can do now. And so if you're if you're really looking to enhance your brand and and be smart to go to market you want to start talking to your market 
like before you even get your idea what out does the that door. mean what does that look like when you say talk to your market so that's I, what the union river center for innovation did right yeah. so um in figuring out what sort of sector it was going to embrace um it was well you know what is in the market what do we have what are our current assets that would support this so i mean in cat can yeah. You know, any business is going to look and see who their market is, who who's their customer, who's their demographic they're right. trying to reach. Right. Talk to and it so, more. and for our GTCA moving there as an anchor tenant, uh, the city of Ellsworth and EBDC board, everybody's very um, open to having those communications saying, what is it that you need? What do you, you know, you, you have to do that customer discovery. What is it that they really need? You might have a great idea mm-hmm. and it might be the best product, but if it sits on the shelf and nobody buys it, then it's not. Mm, it's not mm, usable. Mm. So the sooner you can talk to your end users or your customers, your future customers, the better. And for at GTCA, for instance, we went out with, and it, this, is amazing, this is typical, we went out with, we know we can do this very well, we did this genetic test, and we said, oh, we think they're going to like this, this, and this. We did the four things. Say one and two we thought were going to be the most popular. It was three and four, right? And, and that's just the way it goes. And the, we have three services launching over the next six months, and they were all developed by feedback and working pilot studies with our customers. Mm. That's how you grow. You have to continue that conversation with the customer if you want to have a, an, a larger portfolio for the company and the brand. Mm. Mm. Are there some um, kind of characteristics of a successful entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. What, what makes a good entrepreneur? Well, um, somebody that... Uh, I guess entrepreneurs by nature are seekers, they're problem solvers, um, they're very tenacious. Uh, they they have the ability to know what they're good at and know what they're not, uh-huh. and then to seek out help. Okay. Um, that's the difference between wanting to be an entrepreneur and becoming a successful entrepreneur. Mm. You have to really be able to be focused on the the goal, the brand goal, to get out and get your your company out there and not be too attached to any one thing, be flexible, um, but more importantly, really welcome help. Uh Welcome help, learn new things. Um, And even in the cases where you think, you know, I know this in and out, a fresh set of eyes could come in and you're thinking, oh my goodness, that could raise my efficiency by whatever they suggested could increase efficiency by 30%. Uh So um, it's really, you know, keeping your eyes open, always always searching to make processes better, um, take care of your employees, really, really seek to um, improve. And, and an entrepreneur, I mean, if status quo scares them. So you're always looking, mm-hmm. moving. And, mm-hmm. and you, the couple hats are going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're mm-hmm. doing a few things. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's the... The type of on that's typically what sets up an entrepreneur, but um, what makes them successful is really to lean on others and partner and 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 be willing to learn. From from your own business standpoint, what's your vision for uh, genotyping for America? What what, oh, what would you like to see? Oh, yeah, I would love to see us to continue to grow. We have an amazing, talented team. Um, some of them do work remotely for us because mm-hmm. of the technology, which is fantastic, um, and just to continue to work with our customers, um, create new things that helps their lives, makes their lives easier, helps them get to these their research goals quicker, which helps us all in the end, mm. um, and just be, vi- be a vitality in um, the area once we graduate 
and give back to the community, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that has helped us mm-hmm. get to this point where we could graduate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Janet, you're kind of you're kind of an administrator of this a little bit. You've got some people who are looking over your shoulder, the city councilors, whatever, and the taxpayers of Ellsworth. How do you explain to them that this is a success? What is it that, that they're looking for in terms of what the Union River um, Center um, does? And, and how, do you, how do you tell them this story? Yeah, so um, we realize, just like other communities in Maine, that um, we have to fight for uh, people to come and, and live in Ellsworth. And to the taxpayers, the more property that's bought up um, helps with your taxes overall. Right, right. Um, and so... Um, we think that this will attract new people and um, new businesses and companies to the area. We think that this will stimulate the economy. Um, we think that in terms of your children, they will be able to stay in this area and will be able to have uh, good jobs um, and uh, fun jobs and exciting jobs. Um, you know, uh, I have to say uh, Hancock County Technical Center mm-hmm. um, has expanded their programming so that it actually aligns with um, the life sciences. They mm-hmm. have a, a bioscience program um, that can help filter into these types of jobs. And um, I know they're, they're great about looking at different type of programming that would fit. Um, so you're, you're not only thinking about, um, as a city, not only um, what are those jobs going to be like, mm-hmm. but who's going to fill those jobs that's, and what skills do they need? That's right. Yes. That's right. right. Um, and, you know, we want to track those people uh, from away. Maybe Cambridge or Portland is too expensive and maybe Ellsworth is just the right fit. Mm. And we think that we can capture those people here if we can become a, a hub mm. for innovation um, and uh, you know, it just takes a lot of patience and a lot of hard work. Um, and, you know, who would have thought that we would have this three years ago, um, except Ellsworth Business Development Corporation and, and Mickey Sumter, my yes. my predecessor, put in a lot of hard work uh, to make that happen. So oh, well, that's great. Well, um, I don't think anybody could not listen to this last hour and not be enthused about Ellsworth and enthused about the Union River Center for Innovation. So thanks so much for being our guest. You want to talk to the town. Contact information for the center, it's the web, basically. Yes, uh, we have it. We have, it. Um, we, we have a website. We are on all forms of social media, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Cat yep. has an 800 number for yep. you and uh, uh, the website as well. Sure. It's um, www, of course, unionriverinnovation.com, and our number is 800-930-5313. Great. Well, we've come to the end of the hour. Be sure and join us from 4 to 5 on the second Wednesday afternoon of each month for Talk of the Towns. Podcasts of our programs can be found in the archive section of the WERU website. If you have comments or suggestions for topics, please email us at news at weru.org. And tune in to our companion program, Coastal Conversations, with Natalie Springle of the University of Maine Sea Grant program from 4 to 5 on the fourth Friday of each month. Our theme music is a medley from Coronac on a Balnain House Highland music recording. Thanks to our guests in the studio, Jana Richards, Economic Development Director of Ellsworth, Kat Taylor, the entrepreneur in residence um, at the Union River Center for Innovation, and also the co-founder of Genotyping Center for America. We also spoke by phone by with Aaron Cox of um, Catadine and Chuck Carter of Eager Games. Thanks to those of you who listened. We hope 
more of you will call in in future editions of Talk of the Towns. Thanks to our underwriters. Thanks so much to Amy Brown for engineering our program, and stay tuned to WERU. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good afternoon. Support for W.E.